Hello and welcome. My name is Kamaria and I am your host. This is the Women, Asian and Bloody Immigrant podcast, a monthly show that invites listeners to broaden their perspective of the world through conversations on cultural and social issues and stories of triumph and struggles from the lived experiences of women, Asians and immigrants. Join us as we explore the world through our own lenses. This episode I am going to talk about the epidemic of domestic violence in the Pakistani community. It is a heavy subject, one that I hesitated about, wondering if I should do it or not. But I decided that this is too important not to speak about because the problem of domestic violence in the Pakistani community is dire. The reason I say that is because domestic violence is treated as normal in our community. Anything that is deemed normal is accepted, goes unscrutinized and more dangerously embeds itself into the wider culture of our society to the point that it becomes part of daily life. And I refuse to let domestic violence, which is a serious crime and an injustice, fester in our communities any longer. As you may have noticed, I haven't introduced any guests yet. That's because there aren't any. This is a solo episode and it's just going to be me. You will also notice some added production, mainly background music to this episode compared to my last few. So let me know if it's working, whether you like the background music or not. And I hope you enjoy this episode and you can take something productive from it. Thank you. Domestic violence has gone up since lockdowns first began during this pandemic. And I've been thinking about the women, men and children stuck between four walls with their abusers. Before this pandemic, workplaces and schools were the only way to escape, if only for a few hours, from their abusers. And that's not there anymore. According to an investigation by BBC's documentary series Panorama, One call relating to domestic abuse was made to police every 30 seconds in the first seven weeks of the first lockdown in March 2020. Recently, figures have shown domestic violence increased by 60% since this pandemic began. On average, 240 women call the National Domestic Abuse Helpline every single day. But these numbers and statistics don't quite paint the picture of how horrifying this is. The Guardian newspaper picked out a gut-wrenching scene from the BBC documentary where a victim described what her husband said to her the night when lockdown first began in the UK. She said, I was at home with him. We were both listening to Boris Johnson and he looked over at me. He had his arms folded back and chest out because he knew that would intimidate me and he looked at me and said, let the games begin. And he said, if you think it was bad before with the rape, you're in for a rough ride. So the rape started really, really, really bad. Really bad. Asked if she could recall how many times she was raped during lockdown. She said it was a hundred easily, if not more. 
I feel suffocated when I think about the kind of situations victims of domestic abuse are in, not only during this pandemic, but right this second as you are listening to this podcast. Now, to me, domestic violence is a heinous crime, just as any violent crime, and it is rife in any corner of society, no matter the country, culture or race. But I have to speak on how my community, the Pakistani community, deals with domestic violence. They don't. They don't deal with it. It is happening every day, everywhere in our community. We know this, but either no one talks about it or when they do, it is in the most problematic way possible. Before we go further, let me lay down some basic factual points about domestic abuse and what it is. This information can be found on the websites of any charity or organization that is dedicated to ending domestic violence. So, number one, domestic abuse can happen to anyone, regardless of age, background, gender, religion, sexuality or ethnicity. However, statistics show most domestic abuse is carried out by men and experienced by women. Two, domestic abuse can start at any point in a relationship. In the beginning of the relationship, middle, and even after a couple is divorced. And three, domestic abuse is often defined as a pattern of behavior on the part of the abuser designed to control their victim. The UK government's definition of domestic abuse is any incident or pattern of incidents of controlling, coercive, threatening behavior, violence or abuse between those aged 16 or over who are or have been intimate partners or family members regardless of gender or sexuality. The abuse can encompass but is not limited to psychological, physical, sexual, financial, or emotional. When I was researching domestic violence, it was very clear to me that this is a serious crime, which is not new information to me. But something else occurred to me. This serious crime is completely normalized in the Pakistani community, to the point that we cannot see how wrong this is. I've witnessed domestic abuse happen in front of my eyes several times when I was younger. Domestic abuse happening in other homes is mentioned by people as if they're just talking about the weather. I've heard people casually mention of a husband who hit his wife because he was in a bad mood. I know people who are suffering domestic abuse within my family and outside. I have friends who are suffering domestic abuse at home. I know people who know people suffering domestic abuse. The Pakistani community is suffering an epidemic of domestic violence. Every Pakistani has experienced it in one way or another. And the worst part is, it's normalized. It's completely part of the fabric of Pakistani community and no one questions it or stands up to it because they think it's normal. Someone I know once talked about her husband hitting her 
when she didn't do what he asked her of. But her tone was not one of violation or fear. She was recalling the incident as if it was a funny anecdote, a funny story. And she was laughing as well when she was telling the story to us. As if it's normal that her husband hit her for not doing something that he asked her of. I was deeply uncomfortable and completely horrified. She was abused and she doesn't know it. So many women experience abuse in all the forms that it can occur in, physical or emotional and whatnot. They don't know it. A woman can experience marital rape and she doesn't know it. This is extremely disturbing to me. Domestic abuse isn't always physical. Non-physical forms of abuse, that is emotional, financial, psychological, tend to be the most common forms of abuse. Abusers engaging in these types of domestic abuse used to get away with it since physical proof of injury was required for there to be prosecution. But recently, the UK government has added coercive control into criminal offences under domestic violence laws. Coercive control is a type of domestic abuse that deprives the victim of their independence, limits their ability to take decisions, and regulates their actions. This is the type of abuse I see frequently in Pakistani households and marriages. But it passes itself off as the husband or father doing his job as the head of the household. In our Pakistani community, it's normal for a wife to ask for her husband's permission to do something or go somewhere. Some wives can't even be out of their house if their husbands are home. They can't go somewhere if their husbands disapprove. And if the husband and wife are in public in a group, the wife can't speak freely or even loudly. The woman has no control over the finance of the house and she may not even have a bank account or if she does, her husband controls it. The woman can't make her own decisions, can't go anywhere she wants, has to ask for permission from her husband first for everything and if she ever makes a mistake like any normal human being, she will be scolded at as if she was a child by her husband. Listen to these phrases. My husband will get angry. He's angry today. He'll scold me or he won't allow me. Translate these phrases into Urdu, Pashto or Punjabi. We've heard these phrases spoken by a woman a thousand times. When I say these phrases in English, they sound completely absurd to me because I don't hear women speaking like this in English. But in Pashto, they sound fairly common to the point that the absurdity of what the phrase implies is diminished. Is this something a grown adult woman should say when she's talking about her grown adult husband? No, she's an adult woman capable of making her decisions and having her own agency. And if an adult woman speaks like this in front of 
let's say a domestic abuse uh, aide or helper or someone who helps uh, domestic abuse survivors they will be instantly alerted to what this woman's situation is at home because no one should say my husband will scold me or he won't allow me or he's angry at me today now in pakistani households where women can't even eat with men at the same time or god forbid eat before them this type of abuse is rife it is completely common and we see it all the time at least i see it all the time and no one talks about it it's normal i know it's not and it's so frustrating and demoralizing to see all of this happening around you and you can't say nothing but when i do i'm told that it's not domestic abuse because unless a man is caught red-handed beating up his wife to a bloody pulp domestic violence doesn't exist to these people now i've been weirdly accused of going against islam for speaking about up about domestic violence and marital marital rape excuse me i'm told that it's allowed in islam for a husband to hit his wife at least lightly that a husband has the right to ask his wife for sexual intercourse because that her, that's her duty even if she doesn't want to no i won't accept that anyone who pulls out hadiths and quran verses to prove this to me I ask you to ask yourself why are you so hellbent on proving that you can abuse another person to the point that you are willing to twist Islamic scriptures Of course there are muftis and maulvis who say husbands can hit their wives and force themselves on them That's because these so-called religious scholars engage in domestic abuse and marital rape themselves No sane human being will say that it is okay to violate another human being unless they do it themselves. Abusive behavior paraded around as Islamic is just beyond my comprehension. When I was 5 years old or 6 years old, I can't remember, I watched my mosque teacher slap his daughter repeatedly in front of the entire mosque until until her nose started bleeding I can't get that memory and the fear connected to it out of my head If he can do that in public in front of hundreds of children and teenagers in a mosque I can't imagine what he does to his daughter and wife at home These types of constant justifications for violence against women in our community is what drove me away from Islam. How can I, a full yet flawed human being with my own thoughts, feelings and abilities, accept that another flawed human being can lay his hand on me to harm me? How can I accept that this is all allowed in my faith? Something in me told me that this cannot be true. 
my faith cannot be a breeding ground for abusers who think they hold a higher moral ground by abusing people. The glorification and justification of abuse, rape and violence in general by ill-educated religious scholars and I use the word scholar very lightly here by the way contradicts my view and relationship with Islam. With this motivation and belief that God cannot possibly wish harm for me, I set out to do my own research. Refusing to passively accept interpretations from Mulvies that I don't trust because of their lack of not only serious academic scholarship but also empathy and kindness. The life of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, contradicts the acceptance of domestic violence strongly as well evidenced in hadith collections. It is reported in both Abu Dawood and Ibn Majah that after countless women approached the Prophet complaining about their husbands beating them, he called for an emergency community meeting condemning this behavior. The Prophet's own wife, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said he never hit anyone with his hand, neither a woman nor a servant, as reported in Sahih Muslim. When Aisha was wrongfully accused of infidelity, the Prophet simply stayed away from her until the allegation was disproved. He never once beat her. This clearly contradicts some scholars like Noman Ali Khan, justifying beating a wife if she is unfaithful. In Sahih Buhari, the Prophet once asked men who abused their wives, How does any one of you beat his wife as he beats the stallion camel and then sleeps with her at night? And of course, we all know what the Prophet said in his farewell sermon as reported in Tirmidhi, The best of you are those who are best to their wives. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the most ideal example for humanity, did not ever beat his wives. Then who are these flawed men doing their utmost to convince us that they can beat their wives and that we have to accept our husbands beating us? Now I move on to the infamous ayah that is always thrown at me when I argue that the Quran does not allow domestic violence. Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 34, for non-Muslims, that is chapter 4 of the Quran, named Women, verse 34. Here is an English translation of the verse from the Quran project. Men are in charge of women by right of what God has given one over the other and what they spend for maintenance from their wealth. So righteous women are devoutly obedient, guarding in the husband's absence what God would have them guard. But those wives from whom you fear haughtiness, advise them. Then if they persist, forsake them in bed and finally strike them. And if they obey you once more, seek no means against them. Indeed, God is ever exalted and grand. In the footnote following the verse, it is explained that hitting is allowed only as a last resort and it is unlawful to strike the face or cause bodily harm. In Abdul Halim's translation of the Quran published by Oxford Press, he writes in the footnotes that his translation of hit them means a single slap. 
when reading several translations of this verse you will witness several translators and scholars performing a great degree of mental gymnastics to legislate secondary details such as how to hit her halim says a single slap razi says a folded handkerchiefs and al tabari says a toothbrush the severity of the hit and the number of hits is also seriously discussed among these scholars going as far as to provide reasons why this does not incur diyat diyat in islamic law is financial compensation paid to victims or their family in cases of murder bodily harm or pro- property damage the word that is often translated into hit beat or strike in the verse is daraba this word like many arabic root words can have many different meanings depending on context daraba can mean to strike to bring forth to deal with to go away or even to seduce this brings us to an important question that ziauddin sardar asks in his book reading the quran why should this word translate to hitting and beating only when there are so many other meanings to this word especially when he goes on to say given the tenor of surah 4 where women's rights are repeatedly emphasized injustice and oppression of women are denounced and believers are urged to be kind to each other would it not make logical sense to interpret and translate 434 in favor of women asma burlas an academic writer specializing in islam and quranic hermeneutics that is the methodology of interpretation argues in her book believing women in islam and reading patriarchal interpretations of the quran that the quran can be read from misogynistic and oppressive lens but she says this is the result of reading the text in piecemeal and decontextualized way for example by preferring one word or phrase or line or ayah over its teachings as a whole the erroneous translation of 434 proves this point as it clearly contradicts what the quran says about marriage overall The Quran says marriage should be based on harmony in chapter 4 verse 1 to 8 love and mercy in chapter 30 verse 21 and husbands and wives should protect each other in chapter 2 verse 187 Burlas's book goes into great detail to evaluate the Quran and its teachings holistically and she does a way better job than me at deconstructing 434 in chapter 7 of her book The Family and Marriage I highly recommend her book to anyone interested in a just and egalitarian reading of the Quran so it makes no sense to me for illogical and unnecessary violence to be sanctioned by God especially between a husband and wife hence classical and contemporary scholars go to great lengths to create justifications for an opportunity for domestic abuse when there is no basis in the example of the prophet peace be upon him and in the divine intent of the Quran which champions above all justice and mercy
So I am justifiably sick of domestic violence being treated as normal and justified in the name of religion. We should be appalled, disgusted and enraged when we hear of men hitting their wives, especially when it happens in our own families. It goes against Islam and it is deplorable behavior. The unfortunate part is the normalization of it. How can something be appalling when it's seen as normal? This is what we have to fight first. We have to fight the normalization. Speak up when someone casually mentions domestic violence. Tell them that is domestic violence and it's not normal. We have to speak up. You will be shut down, patronized or dismissed, but you have to speak up. One of my fears is my sister is being trapped in an abusive marriage and I won't know about it. That is a very real and valid fear, despite knowing that my parents will never ever allow that to happen. Abusers often have a clean reputation in public. You cannot identify an abusive man instantly. Countless men around us abuse their wives treat them appallingly and unkindly. But they are the same men we see in methyls and family functions acting as if they're not abusers. We see them as normal men with a charming personality, a good job and a family. Why would we think anything is amiss when domestic violence is normal, abusers are normal and no one is supposed to say anything about it. I won't treat domestic violence as normal or taboo anymore. Abusive marriages are present even in my extended family and it's time to have open conversations about them. Speak up and denormalize domestic violence. Turn it into a shameful act so that no one can dare justify it in front of anyone and we can have a fighting chance of eradicating it from our society. Here is a translation of a Quran verse that shows us what marriage is really about. And one of his signs is this, that he has created wives for you from amongst yourself, so that you may find peace of mind in them. And he has put love and mercy between you. In that surely are signs for a people who reflect. The Holy Quran, chapter 30, verse 21. I hope you have taken something of value from this heavy but very important episode. Please tell me what you think about it and if you would like you can share your experiences of domestic violence in your communities. Let's start having open conversations about this. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Woman, Asian and Bury Immigrant Podcast which was written, recorded, and edited by me. I appreciate everyone who has joined me in exploring the world through our own lens. Thank you for being here with me.